In August 2017, Thomas LeBlanc became the 17th president of GW, beating out over 100 applicants to succeed then-president Stephen Knapp. But in the three years since, his tenure has been marked by continued criticism and controversy. Now, amidst the backdrop of the pandemic and wide-ranging staff layoffs in recent weeks, a new wave of resignation calls for LeBlanc is gaining significant traction. From the GW Hatchet, this is Alec Rich, and you're listening to the Hatchet's weekly news podcast, Getting to the Bottom of It. Let's pick up last February, when the first petition calling for LeBlanc's resignation was written by the Faculty Association. The petition received over 80 signatures and said that the urgency for her resignation had arisen following LeBlanc's racist remarks made to a student who pressed him about GW's fossil fuel investments. The petition also cited his 2030 plan, which proposed a 20% cut in undergraduate enrollment and 30% increase in the ratio of STEM students at the expense of both student diversity and the humanities departments. The university's partnership with the Disney Institute, which was meant to help improve GW's institutional culture, was also roundly criticized by faculty as being corporatist and unhelpful. When the pandemic hit, the university faced a budget shortfall of over $200 million. And despite officials implementing cost-saving measures like administrative pay cuts, LeBlanc announced in June that layoffs could no longer be avoided. Since that point, according to Hatchet reporting, hundreds of staff members ranging from career coaches to IT members have been laid off, with numerous departments citing transparency concerns and the ability of the administration to tap into other sources of funds, whether it be a substantial line of credit or the endowment, to make up for the losses instead. Lastly, amidst these cuts several weeks ago, Heather Swain was hired as Vice President of Communications and Marketing, which sent shockwaves throughout the GW community. Swain, who worked at Michigan State, was reported to have withheld evidence from prosecutors in the case against convicted sex offender Larry Nasser. Swain has since withdrawn her application, as LeBlanc called the hire, quote, a mistake that he, quote, deeply regrets. I spoke with three professors for this episode, and all of them expressed concerns about LeBlanc specifically and the, the direction GW is headed under his leadership. First up is Julia Storberg-Walker, who is an associate professor of human and organizational learning and co-director of the executive leadership program. Storberg-Walker, who is on the faculty association, has written op-eds on the website Medium, criticizing the university in the past several weeks, and she made remarks in front of the, the Graduate School of Education and Human Development on September 3rd in favor of condemning the administration. The vote to draft a, a statement from that school passed 83 to 1 with 25 abstentions. All right, Professor, thanks so much for joining me. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Thanks. So first, I know tensions are high right now. Faculty and staff are angry at this administration. You know, in, in your view, what have been some of the predominant factors that have led us to this point? Well, I've thought about this for a while, and um, it isn't new at GW or in higher ed at all. Um, it's always kind of a dilemma to have faculty and staff and administrators in the mix. What I think has fueled the tensions has been a consistent pattern of administrative actions that have marginalized and, and sometimes even silenced faculty and staff voice. And I'm talking about both the Board of Trustees and the GW leadership. So since I've been here since about 2014, I have seen multiple documented concerns raised, for example, about the Presidential Search Committee, the faculty voice in the president's selection process, the revision of the faculty code, the revision of GW's mission statement, the imposition of the new culture initiative um, led by the Disney Institute. And now what I see is a disregard of substantive and expert level financial recommendations from the Faculty Senate 
on how to survive the COVID crisis without sacrificing people. So on top of this series of sustained administrative actions, I'm personally troubled by two moral and ethical lapses exhibited by LeBlanc. First, the racist comment in February, and now the recent hiring of Heather Swain. So, you know, it's a, it's a history. It's not just, you know, a problem at GW, but GW has a particular flavor of it right now that's, that's difficult. Um, and all of this has kind of compelled me to step up more into a leadership role. And I think because I have tenure, I have a responsibility to the GW community to use my privilege and my power to to do what I can. Yeah, and I mean that is part and parcel of the larger issue that that we've been talking about. And you mentioned as well um, Heather Swain and her hiring amidst all these layoffs. Um, you know, how is that another recent illustration in your mind of the problems that this administration has created for itself? Well, this is a tough one for me. Um, I'm a leadership studies scholar, and so I see this both as an individual lapse in leadership, but also an institutional lapse in communication and accountability. We all now know the situation. Swain worked to protect MSU, Michigan State University's brand, from the Larry Nassar sex abuse scandal. LeBlanc administration hired an expensive search firm to hire her during a hiring freeze and during times of massive staff layoffs. Think about that for a second. That's kind of a deaf ear to the suffering going on and hiring a, an expensive search firm and paying her, you know, well into six figures, right? The hire was announced and then it was disclosed through a student-led petition and other publications, including my medium.com piece, that Swain's work at MSU challenged Michigan State Attorney General's office ability to obtain clear information about Nasser. Basically, she helped MSU cover up their involvement. And what's shocking is that when directly asked when he found out about her MSU activities, LeBlanc refused to answer. There's so much I can say, but basically if LeBlanc did not know about her past leadership in protecting MSU's brand, um, then he did not do his due diligence and his leadership can be rightly questioned. If he did know, and oh, by the way, when directly about that, you know, again, he didn't answer, then he is willing to hire an ethically challenged communications vice president. Think about that for a second. In today's world of dis and misinformation, to knowingly hire a swain suggests a deep ethical and moral lapse. Finally, as a survivor of sexual abuse myself, I have a personal stake in these matters concerning the ethics and morality of my leaders. Secrets and silence are intolerable. And in the strongest of terms, I will not support leaders who would try to sweep massive sex abuse, like the Nasser case, under the rug. We need decision makers who have a clue about how to repair and restore trust and safety on this campus. And I'm not inclined to think that the current administration can do that. Professor Strober Walker, thanks so much. I appreciate it. Thank you. Next, I spoke to Professor Andrew Zimmerman, who is an associate professor of history and the former president of the Faculty Association now serving as the organization's faculty senate and staff liaison. They said poor communication from the university and the administration has contributed to further tensions and a waste of university resources. So, Professor Zimmerman, thanks so much for joining me. Thank you for having me here. You talked about this communication aspect and the transparency you know, that comes with you know, attempting to run a, a university to its highest capacity. 
you know, to what extent do you think this administration has failed to do that, you know, on the multiple fronts that you mentioned um, and, and everything that we're seeing now in terms of layoffs? Oh, it's terrible. Um, there's so many ways and, and, and I could just list some and I won't, you know, I'll probably forget, you know, the, the worst ways, but, but I mean, I just think about, I can just start from my own experience, um, on the steering committee of the faculty association that we had to work all summer. Um, and we're continuing to work hard to try to save our university from an administration that should be leading and improving our university. Um, and that we had none of us thought, gee, what I'd really like to do is instead of doing my research and instead of preparing for fall classes in the summer, as I usually do, I'd rather not do that. We, I mean, we did some of that on the side, but it's, it's a huge waste of university resources to have the administration doing things that appear to us to be terrible, unwilling to listen to our representatives in the Senate who are telling them that, unwilling to even explain themselves to, to us so that then we have to spend a lot of time doing that. That is by far, I mean, compared to someone who's been laid off, that's not, that's, that's you know, he's destroying people's livelihoods. Um, and uh, I think the good thing about this, and it's not, nothing I would, it doesn't justify it, but I think we've come together as a campus, um, students, staff, and faculty in ways that are great. Some of them have been, you know, organized by the faculty association, but in my estimation, the majority have not been. Um, and, uh, you know, people do think, and it's, it's just wonderful to see that. And it's something I'd like to see going forward. I would like to say, if we were this active, this committed to making GW a great university for all of us, not just when we have someone like LeBlanc and the board of trustees that is enabling LeBlanc, threatening just like the basic functioning of our university. But if we were always like that, I mean, there would be a lot of things that would be a lot better at this university. And I really hope we can maintain, you know, I hope we get a president that we like and respect and can work with, but I still hope we maintain this level of engagement because it's great for the university. It's just, it's too bad it's to, you know, right now has to be focused on defending what we have rather than improving on what we have, but, but, that's, what, but that's what it is, so. And then, you know, lastly, I just want to reemphasize the fact that, you know, the consequences of what are transpiring right now are, you know, huge for this university. And, you know, I just wanted you to, I guess, articulate, you know, what exactly you think is at stake here for university employees, students, and, you know, ultimately the university itself, if things continue the, the way that they've been going. I am always an optimist. Um, and that's just, so that's where this answer is coming from. Um, I think that it can't go on like this. Um, I keep waiting, looking at my email for the, for the, um, you know, for the, I've decided to spend more time with my family, you know, whatever the non, non-explanation will be offered. Um, and the real challenge there is it would make sense given, I think, the great approval that the, the, the administration that he brought in, you know, and the board of trustees that enabled him, it's not going to be enough for them to say, I mean, what I can imagine if I were on that side, I would be thinking, all right, we need GW president 2.0 that can do exactly what he was doing, but in a way that didn't seem designed to enrage and antagonize us. So for me, that's, that's the challenge in some ways. It's looking, looking, you know, over his shoulder and beyond him, because I think I can't predict, but I think, I think this particular challenge might disappear. And I think we can't lose sight of the track that, you know, the problems of 
um, white supremacy, sexual assault, top-down administration, um, economic insecurity, mistreatment of staff, mistreatment of non-tenure track faculty and particularly part-time faculty. That's a problem that is much bigger than, longer than LeBlanc. Um, he's exacerbated it. Um, it's a problem that's much bigger than GW. And I think the, the ways we've come together um, mean that we're already doing, we're already making GW. GW is already a much, bizarrely, right? It's a much better place under LeBlanc in some ways because of the great resistance and solidarity that everybody's showing. Mm -hmm. Professor Zimmerman, thanks so much. I appreciate it. Oh, it was a pleasure to talk with you. Thank you. Lastly, I spoke to Professor Bernard Wood, who is a professor of human origins and has recently penned op-eds calling for LeBlanc's resignation, which were published in both The Hatchet and The Washington Post. Wood said large swaths of faculty are in agreement about the mishandling of the pandemic response and are just bracing for the next blunder from the administration and President LeBlanc. Professor Wood, thank you so much for joining me. It's good to be with you. So I know that the Faculty Association is holding a no confidence in the LeBlanc rally this Friday. And I was just wondering what you may have heard otherwise on that front in terms of faculty opposition. There have been meetings. I didn't go to it. It was a meeting with um, hundreds of faculty, a virtual meeting, where there was, um, I think, between five and 600 faculty, where there was really... Um, um, a very high level, 90% support for asking the, uh, for, um, for a, what is in effect a vote of no confidence in the president. Now, you know, you can argue that there are, you know, there are radical elements in the faculty and they will always be dissatisfied, but you just have to believe me that, you know, the people that I've spoken to are not radicals. And they were people who were prepared to support the administration in its early stages, as I was. I mean, I, you know, you should, you should be prepared to to uh, support an incoming president. Um, but I think there is a problem, and I don't think that problem is going to go away. And I think the problems of the financial problems and the uh, the the stress and the amount of work that's involved in making an online university work well, that's not going to be helped by these chronic problems. And everybody is just waiting for the next Heather Swain shoe to drop. And, and you know, this is a multi-limbed animal with lots of shoes that have dropped. And, um, and we're all just sort of waiting nervously for the next mistake and that's not you know that's we don't need that you know we need to be able to get the sense that the administration has our backs we all know that there is a financial crisis but but at least talk to people and give a sense that it's being solved in a humane and and equitable way um it's, you know, these are tough times and it's when a weak leadership is exposed. Uh, the good times, anybody can lead in good times. Because, you know, if it's good enough, if the university is a well-oiled machine, it will just keep humming along. Um, the test of leadership is bad times. Yeah, and then lastly, as you wrote about, you know, morale is low 
and the consequences of what are transpiring right now are, are enormous for the university. Um, and you said in your piece that uh, if GW is to survive, LeBlanc must go. Um, can you just articulate, you know, what exactly is at stake here for university employees, students, and ultimately the university itself if things continue the way that they've been going? Well, I think the, the goodwill is not an infinite resource. Um, and people willing to um, work l long hours and to spend lots of time contacting students all over the world and making sure that courses are well done. You can't, you know, we're professionals and we're doing that, but, you, but it's not going to go on forever. You know, you have to, you have to, it's like, you know, it's like a motor car, you know, you've got to put fuel in the tank in order to, 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 to make it run. And this administration is not putting fuel in the tank. And I'm really f fearful that, that there is going to be, you know, I mean, the, the, I don't know what's going to happen, but I don't, you know, I have a bad feeling that, that if we just carry on as we are for another year, then, um, um, then the organization may fail catastrophically instead of um, doing what I hope happens, which is that, that, that the board of trustees acknowledges that you made a mistake. Look, you know, I used to be a surgeon. You know, sometimes you make decisions and you realize they were the wrong decisions, but you don't, but you have to cut your losses and you have to admit, okay, let's, let's do, you know, let's do plan B. Professor Wood, thank you so much. Thank you, Alex. In response to questions from The Hatchet about communication and the handling of the pandemic fallout, LeBlanc had this to say in an email. Quote, I want to emphasize that I firmly believe that our university benefits from the collaboration and constructive input of our faculty, staff, and students. Deferring viewpoints and robust discussions on complex issues are expected and encouraged in a strong academic environment. End quote. He also declined to say if he had plans to resign or if he regrets the Disney Institute partnership or the 2030 plan. Getting to the Bottom of It is hosted by Alec Rich and is produced by Quinn Miller. <laughs>